the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Well, come on in. The podcast is fine. This is number 60 in our never-ending series of I Love Gay Palm Springs <laughs> podcast. It's me, John Taylor, along with our co-host, comedian extraordinaire, and water aerobics uh, teacher. Thank you very much. Okay. Good from being in your pool. Shan Carr is here. <laughs> and uh, in the center square, Paul Lind is out, and we've got our gay desert guide. It's Brad Fur. And Brad, tell us. I'm not quite. I'm not quite that gay. I, no, I would like. Yeah, yeah. But we can only try. Tell us who brings us uh, this episode of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Out and About CBD at outandaboutcbd.com. They are the people who are interested in wellness with CBD products. Get 10% off when you mention Gay Desert Guide. It's coupon code at checkout. And also our friends at Tori Nissan in La Quinta. And I found out a fun fact last night that Francis Ford Coppola, the director, we have directors coming on later. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola started out changing all of his winery vehicles over to all electrics with a Nissan Leaf. Who knew? Uh, and Tori Nissan brings us today's podcast. Directors? Shan, who have you booked? Uh, we have David and Todd Ebersol, who are the directors of um, House of Cardin, which is the whole story of uh, Pierre Cardin, which we are all going to go see on Friday night. Um, outside at the Cultural Center. And we also have uh, Grace Garner, who is the city council representative for my district, District 1. And she'll be talking to us about the city and voting and the downtown park and all of that. And uh, also we have actually starting us out today, Ron DeHart. Uh, and Ron is the director of PS Pride. And we're doing a bunch of virtual stuff. Everybody's getting all up in arms about whether the virtual will lead to too much reality. So we're going to make sure that that is not the case, keeping it under wraps. So also uh, coming up, Jimmy Bogle, who always has all the answers for us from the Coachella Valley Independent. And we'll kick it off uh, in less than 30 seconds, right after this quick message from Fun and Games. Hi, this is Shan Carr from Gay Desert Guide. And this month in August, we are debuting eight different Fun and Games events. Tuesday nights is going to be game shows. Saturday nights is dating. So go to the Gay Desert Guide and figure out some fun that you can have at home with us at Fun and Games. Joining us today, we've got a couple of uh, great people who know Palm Springs well. Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent, a publisher and writer for the uh, paper, the editor of the publication, online at cvindependent.com. And also, um, we have with us Rhonda Hart, who is the CEO and president of Palm Springs Pride. Ron, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Hello, and I'm glad to have you. Yeah, we've got your background there of Palm Springs. And, um, you know, we brought you on today because we are uh, announcing some really exciting news with what's happening with the Palm Springs Pride weekend. There's been some miscommunication about what's going on. So we went to the source, you, and we want to hear exactly what the plans are for uh, the Pride celebration for the weekend. And I'm going to preface this by saying, People are jumping to conclusions 
about a number of things in our political climate, social climate, everything else. And so when something got out on Main Street and a few other places that we were going to have a parade, um, everybody went berserk. And you and I have talked about the fact that having a caravan is much different than a parade. So let's talk about and announce the caravan concept for Palm Springs Pride. Yeah, so, you know, what the, the idea is that their uh, pride is definitely different this year in not only Palm Springs, but across the country. Uh, and and it, everybody's reimagining what pride is in the community. And I think when uh, the, the sponsor letter was sent out last week, folks uh, saw the word pride and parade and the vision in their mind was a traditional pride event that we would see with 60,000 people at the parade and thousands of people along uh, participating in the parade itself. And, and that just can't happen. That, that can't happen in the middle of COVID. So we've been watching uh, what happens and what's been going on in other cities to great success. And that's the old political caravan. Um, and, and the thought today is that we have a caravan in Palm Springs and invite folks who want to participate and be involved in something bigger than themselves in the living room to drive their car, carry a placard, honk their horn, scream and shout, uh, and follow a route uh, through Palm Springs. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, we've, we've watched other cities, uh, you know, uh, Chula Vista recently had one with 200 cars participating. Bremerton had uh, 150 some odd cars. But the caravans have taken place across the country, Brooklyn, New Jersey, Orlando. Um, and and it can, it's a safe and socially distant activity. It's not intended for spectators. I think that's the other misinformation yeah. that's yeah. out there. The yeah. caravan is not intended for spectators to come out. Um, you know, we, the thought is to go as far as not even disclosing what route the caravan is going to take and make that be a surprise for the caravan participants. Oh, that's good. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's no reason for people to come out and sit on the side of the road. It's going to be broadcast on YouTube and, uh, Facebook, uh, okay. with, uh, Nicholas Snow, um, uh, emceeing that show so people can stay home if they want caravan and and watch it from the comfort and, and safety of their home and, and enjoy it that way so that, that's that's the idea on Saturday uh, you know we're getting a lot of feedback from folks um, you know good bad ugly indifferent uh, and, and we want to continue to you know hear hear from folks on what they what they think and uh, we want it to be something for um, for those who want to participate, again, it's not a spectator sport. It's not an activity that we're, uh, that, that you, people will, I, I don't even know why people would come out and watch a car caravan, really. I, I, I don't. Yeah. But it is a spectator sport on your couch at home. If you want to watch it with Nicholas Snow, exactly. that's the kind of spectator sport it is. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's some concern that we're going to bring in, that we're going to attract too many out of town guests to come. 
I, I don't see us bringing in thousands of people uh, for a virtual pride event. Um, we haven't seen it in Long Beach. We didn't see it in uh, in San Diego, where uh, they in the middle of July they had their virtual events uh, and and were quite successful. Businesses, the bars and restaurants managed their weekend uh, with huge success. Uh, so you know, I think you know, in addition to the caravan. On Friday and Saturday at the Cultural Center, uh, we've got uh, Friday night Pride Interfaith uh, Pride Shabbat service online. Um, you know the Front Runners 5K and Walk, which is always very popular in Palm Springs. Well, you're not going to be able to run with 500 people on Saturday morning, right. but you can run on your own or with people in your household. You can go on a walk on your own, and you log it in on the on the app and register as and participate and then you can help raise money for the center by still participating in oh. in the in the run and then um, we have asked to bring back the custom flag we made last year the 30 by 50 foot flag that we flew on palm canyon uh we've asked for uh, permission to uh fly that at city hall uh bring in the crane and and hoist our big 30 by 50 foot rainbow flag so we can have uh, the flag flying over the city on uh, Pride Weekend, and um, you know we're we're uh, working with the Arts Commission to do a. Um, you know, we've asked for approval. This is all we've asked for the, the council approval to be able to do this, but to have a um, a land art installation uh, in the lawn of City Hall uh, for the weekend of Pride Weekend. Uh, where a special message uh, might be designed that could be on the lawn just for the weekend. Um, and uh, Pride would be working with the Arts Commission and our community to make that happen. So those are some of the things we've got. And there's another uh, a digital program that's being uh, planned now with Lesbo Expo, uh, with uh, primarily focused on female artists and comedians uh, to um, you know, be involved in a virtual showcase. And we expect other virtual events to, uh, to to come into the list also. But the big thing was the caravan and and the idea that people have in their mind of a, a parade and, and thousands of people coming out. There was also uh, light up the city, right? And that's that's the last thing that we want to make sure we're talking about is, you know, we've never done it, um, you know, as part of our pride events in Palm Springs. But it seems like this is such a great year for us to do a light up the night type activity yeah. Yeah. during, you know, in, with COVID, everybody's been sheltering at home for five or six months. And, and, and not only can we celebrate pride and show unity and solidarity uh, by inviting people to uh, light up their porches, their front windows, their balconies, their businesses with pink lights and rainbow lights on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, but we want to celebrate pride that way and show unity, but also to take a moment and pause and, and reflect on the people, our friends, our neighbors that have, we have lost to COVID 
and and to to the you know everybody who's been involved in the healthcare front lines to sure. to help keep us all safe. So it's it's a great way to show uh, some solidarity and support for COVID, and everybody can do that in the comfort of their own home and light up light up their front porch, light up their balcony on uh, Friday and, and Saturday, and, and we're partnering with Gay Desert Guide as the presenting sponsor of Light Up the Night. Uh, for, Never heard of it you know, for yeah. this year. Hey, so, hey, hey. <laughs> so we're 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 excited. We're excited about being able to have that offering. A very safe, you know, it's a socially distant program. It's yeah. uh, it's something that everybody can participate in, and and would well, love to see the entire city lit up. So so Ron, um, it seems like since it's already you know early in November, can't we just leave those lights up and call it Christmas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we could, I, I'm sure some HOAs won't allow that, though. Maybe a little early. Jimmy, did you have some questions for Ron? On this yeah, I, 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 I think the caravan is actually a great idea. But frankly, I do understand some of the concerns that people have about the fact that, you know, you say that people aren't going to come out and watch it. Well, let's be frank. Not a lot has been going on for the last six or seven months. And I can yeah. see people wanting to go out if they see a big caravan of cars honking and have placards and stuff like that. I could see a crowd gathering to go outside and want to watch this going on. Um, explain to me a little bit more about the steps that, that Pride is going to take to make sure that if that does happen, that, you know, there's social distancing and all of that, that, that this will not turn into that nightmare scenario that some of the critics that are throwing stones out there are imagining. Yeah, I, I think that, and, and and we totally uh, understand exactly what what you're saying and coming from, and and you know we can't do something if it's not going to be safe. That's that at the end of the day, that's that's the the, the last word, right? Um, but I think when it comes to socially distancing, I think the thing we want to keep in the back of our mind is it's a it's ten miles of roadway. Uh, for people to line. Our typical route uh, only has l less than two miles of uh, roadway where people would line up. And, and that's why our traditional parade has people shoulder to shoulder back, you know, two, three, four, five people deep. Well, here we have 10 miles of roadway oh. And there is a lot of space for people to socially distance. And does that... And we, does that 10 miles involve the two miles that it typically has as well? Well, we don't want to announce oh. the parade route. So oh, yeah. I, I, I think uh, we don't know. Uh, we we had presented a couple routes uh, with the police department and traffic control to to review. Um, but I, I think, you know, that is a that is a, a concern that's being raised now is being able to socially distance and, and, and how do we how do we address people uh, if people do come out in large groups? And, and one of the ways to address that is don't announce the route. Don't don't announce where where it's going to be, and I think that's the that's the biggest thing we can do as yeah. as an organization and, and uh, to to really prevent this this gathering um, of of large groups of people and um, not encourage people to come in from out of town to watch you know cars honking their horn. Um, they can Ron, see that. But Ron, and, this has been done. This has been done in major cities. I think Seattle did one. You you and, and you're involved in the International Pride Organization. So you know best practices if anybody does. So the the what I, I think you and I talked a little bit about this. You haven't seen that issue really be too much of a problem in other cities. Is that correct? <laughs> 
You know, we've we followed, uh, we've been following 18 other U.S. cities, and very closely we've been following them. Um, uh, interesting, none of the other cities have had the, the reaction that we have here in Palm Springs. Um, but more importantly, what I've been really paying attention to is what is the video showing on the sidelines, on the sidewalks, as the cars are going by? And I haven't seen anybody, uh, you know, sitting in lawn chairs, uh, you know, on the side watching watching the, the honking horns go by. Uh, there was one even this weekend in, in, in Seattle, uh, a smaller town, but they had a fairly good-sized caravan. And even at the end of the caravan, the fire department had their uh, their ambulance and the fire truck uh, as part of the caravan. But yeah, so we we watch. We, we're not going to do something that's willy-nilly and and is going to create risk for for any of us. And and we're all you know we're, our pride committee's got fifty people, and we we live in Palm Springs. We you know we live and work in Palm Springs. We vote in Palm Springs. We are Palm Springs residents so uh, we're not going to do something that uh, that's going that, to that's going to bring risk to our city so yeah. you know I think this conversation is good I appreciate that we're able to have the conversation with you all today and and and, and we want to continue to have the conversation and, and if it if it can't work you know it can't work and right. we're you know we're the first ones to say that and I think anybody who's ever worked with me and and the pride organization knows we're we're not going to you know throw throw something out there if there's risk involved with it we like have that. a we have a decided advantage being like the latest in the year pride so we get to like you say you're on the committee and you're seeing it done in other cities we get to see how they're doing it and yeah you know what the new normal is going to look like um no announcement of the route but you'll hopefully you'll be able to uh hear the uh dykes on bikes leading the parade this year again <laughs> and, and they've, they've, they've certainly have been invited you know oh. i think that's that, that's a good point john is is what I didn't mention is is there's no street closure, there's no street closure. There's uh, you know the, the, you we are follow, a caravan follows posted traffic lights and signs and speed limits and okay. and you have to be a legal street legal licensed entity to be on the road. There are no floats. There are no no. There's not even there's no trucks aren't allowed. You can't have a pickup truck with people in the back of it. That's illegal. Uh, right. So we're not you're not going to see big party bus buses uh, you know going down the street and 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 there's no street closure so this is this is a this is a group of cars uh, going uh, you know down the road following speed limits and, and traffic signs well I think the idea that you that you publicize it as a pop-up pride caravan right so nobody knows where it is you tell two lesbians and a police officer at the front you know, here's the route, you guys are leading this thing or whatever it is. That creates a, a level of adventure for the watchers. You know, uh, maybe we can get a traffic copter overhead. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Silly, but, <laughs> but, you know, the idea that they don't know is something I think to work with and, yeah. and brighten it up and lift that, the adventure of not knowing. And, uh, but I, I do think that there's a possibility if things go well, that the restaurants and the bars and the businesses will be open in a way that these other prides weren't, right? So we will have to have an eye on that. We'll have to have our ear to the sidewalk. And if anybody's going to keep their eye on making sure that it's all in one place and that we're doing the best for our own community, it's you. We trust you. We trust pride. We're excited to have something to do, and we know that you'll be mindful to make something safe. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank Thanks, Ron. Thank you so Thanks much. for being with us. We appreciate, right, appreciate it. it. Thanks. Now we have the city council rep for my district, District 1, number one, not surprising, number one. We have uh, the fabulous, the beautiful, the early morning, Grace Garner. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I love being here. <laughs> We're, yeah, you're on house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. in my house. <laughs> Well, we have Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent, and we always talk the hell over him. And so I think we need to give Jimmy the first and the last question when Ooh. we get the good fortune of having him. So you got Grace Garner. What do you want to know, Jimmy? All right. Well, I, I just was curious. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the downtown Palm Springs Park. It's been quite a controversial yeah. issue um, over the last month or so when the council voted to go ahead and fully fund the whole park. And then, of course, a lot of members of the business community wrote that open letter to the Desert Sun. Um, I wanted to, to hear from you. You know, you were one of the people that voted to fully fund the park, and I wanted to talk to you about why you voted that way. Sure. So for me, the economics of it made sense. So yes, we are spending a lot of money on a park right now. Um, however, this park has been um, in the works for a long time. It predates me on council, certainly. Um, and while I don't necessarily think that I would have put money towards the downtown park way back when, <laughs> this is where we are now, and we will lose money in the long run if we don't follow through with it now. Um, the other thing is that uh, council in all of these budget discussions has made it very clear that any additional money that we get would go to reserves. So the fact that we have some additional money to complete the park to me is like, all right, let's complete the park um, because council was not interested in, in doing any other funding of items. So it's kind of disingenuous when I'm seeing things listed like, oh, well, we would have brought back staff. No, that wouldn't have happened. Oh, we would have done this other project. No, you know, this was the only kind of thing that could be done. And at one of the previous meetings, council did agree and vote that if we had extra funding, we would put it toward park. <laughs> so to me, this just all makes sense logically. Um, and the decision has been made. So and, and it's not just a park for the business community. Let's be real about that. It's a park for everybody. Uh, it's for it's for tourists. It's for residents. And um, and, you know, not everyone is going to agree. And that's OK. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think overall, this will be a really great thing for our downtown and more usable in this current um, form than if we went with a modified form. The modified form would not have space for people to sit down. There would be very little shade. I mean, it truly would be a business park for business events only in that modified form. And I, I just can't do that. We've got to have a compromise. And I think that the, the downtown park is, is going to be really beautiful. Um, and that designer has so many other parks that are, are just sure, gorgeous and well used all over the country. Yeah, so nice to have a, a space downtown. It will be really nice. I mean, there yeah. just there isn't anything we're using in that kind of way at all. It never has been really in, in a real way downtown. So I'm excited about that. I don't know if Jimmy has another question about the park, but I am interested in just your hit on the crazy world of voting coming up in our face and can we and can't we and are we suppressing it and you know what's the truth mm -hmm. 
you know, I think there's there's always been voter suppression in our country. Um, sure. I think for me, you know, we recently on council voted to continue to have an election for Lisa Middleton, even though she's the only candidate. And for me, it had nothing to do with with her. Um, I really like her, <laughs> but um, more to do with democracy and actually holding elections. Because, for instance, school board, water board, if there's only one candidate, then yeah. that election, that person's automatically appointed if there's only one person. Um, and did water board wind up that way? I'm not sure, I haven't checked, but school board has for many years in the past. And what ends up happening is that people get confused. Yeah. They're like, do we even vote for school board? Isn't that right. just people appointed? So I think when we're talking about elections, we have to talk about it in all different different aspects. And sometimes that means you know, just holding the election just to raise awareness that there are elections. This is a seat you can run for. Are you mad that there's only one candidate? Because I always get mad when there's only one candidate. Talk to us about the Get Out the Vote website. Sure. So we just want to make sure that people know about where you can drop off ballots, what the deadlines are. Um, and I think because there are people that are confused, there's people that are worried about whether or not their their ballot will get to the um, elections officials in time if they put it in the mail. So this is just kind of a way to make sure people know you can drop it off at City Hall, you can drop it off at these other locations, and it will be counted uh, and people actually for their absentee ballots, um, you can check to see if your ballot's been received and, and counted. Uh, there's some, I wish I had a ballot in front of me, but there's a little number that you can type into the website for Riverside County. So there are ways to kind of confirm in advance so that if you did need to go in person, you could. I know you can do that. Have you ever done that? Um, I haven't done that because I don't use, I, I always go in. I, oh, I'm do. just one of those people, but I, I probably will this year because I think for yeah. sure I'm going to vote early this year. So yeah. VotePalmSprings.com is the website. Monday, October 19th is the last day for people to register. And uh, there's a lot at stake this year, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> there definitely is. Well, now I have to just give a personal announcement because I have a straight lady crush on your mom. <laughs> And, uh, like, I'm totally harmless. Even if it were a real date, I never put out anyway. So, but I met your mom. I think uh, I did a little DeMuth Park potluck in the park because I'm a lesbian. That's what we do. We have potlucks. I figured, you know, reach your people. And you showed up. It was a long time before election. Yep. Your mom came. I saw your mom at the Black Lives Matter rally. I saw your mom. She is on the street. She must yes. be your number one campaign fan. <laughs> she is. She is. And she's great because uh, she knows everybody. And part of it is that she does this, right? Like we have some ridiculous amount of friends in common, like 600. I'm like, Mom, yeah. I only have a thousand friends on Facebook. Like, <laughs> you don't know all these people. But she does because she interacts with them. Um, she comments on their pictures. You know, she writes them little notes. And it's and it's great. So she knows my friends. Um, you know, she definitely knows people on her own in Palm Springs. And then she knows the people that I know. And they're so it's, she's a great um, campaigner, and everywhere we go in Palm Springs, she's always like waving at somebody. So well, this town's about connection. Winning election here is about legitimate, Absolutely. real connection, not mm -hmm. like you know, real connection. She yeah. upholstered my patio chair. Your mother, I know, your mother, in she... exchange for me cooking things for her. <laughs> I love that. that's that's her thing. She loves it. <laughs> 
So if, what is one project that you're hoping, hoping makes it onto the docket? Something that you're, is there something you're pushing yourself? Yeah, one of the big things I'm pushing is to talk more about housing and rent control. So we talk a lot about affordable housing, which is important, and we need to build more units, but we also need to use what we have. And one thing that I've noticed is that um, we do have some vacation rentals that are flying under the radar. I know we've gotten really, really good about putting in enforcements on that, but there are still some under the radar. And there are some that um, they don't even necessarily have that many guests, but they prefer to do vacation rentals because it's more lucrative. So for me, I'm interested in um, what can we do to get some of those vacation rentals to become long-term housing for people? Especially these houses when we know that there's a lot of families that are crammed into little apartments in Palm Springs. Um, and then what can we do to make sure that rent is um, reasonable for everybody? You know, I when I look in District 1 especially, uh, there's my place, which is under $1,000. And I'm, I'm like, how did this happen? But it's a small little little unit. Um, and then when I start to look and say, you know what, I think we need more space, and I look for just a large one-bedroom or a two-bedroom, the cost jumps to over $2,000. And that's just unreasonable. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm an attorney here, and I can't afford to pay, you know, my student loan debt and everything else and $2,000 or more for an apartment that is not great. <laughs> um, so... The prices are just all over the place here. There's also, um, you know, there's there's one place that a friend of mine just moved out of, and they were charging an obscene amount of rent for a studio, and then they found out that these newcomers from Ohio moved into this exact same unit um, next door, and they were charging them $400 more. So there's just people getting taken advantage of. Um, and there are state laws that prevent us from doing a ton of rent control, but we do have some um, wiggle room. And we do know that we can find out, for instance, what homes are vacant and what condos are vacant based on um, the, the trash records. And so there's things that we can do to kind of figure out like what's being used and what's not, and how do we encourage the use of their current property to make sure it's reasonable for all of us. Well, Grace, so I'm hoping sure. I, you have my support on that. <laughs> I totally feel your pain of, about the rental market, and that's uh, <laughs> it's a good pet project. Well, thank you. <laughs> Jimmy, last question. You're coming mm -hmm. up on your one-year anniversary. What is what have you learned? What has surprised you? What has appalled you? What 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 surprises have you learned in these almost two years? Overall, what surprised me is just small town politics, uh, which is there's there's different things that um, different influencers, uh, different gossip <laughs> yeah. that you hear, and I, I'm just not that way. I'm all about transparency and. You know, when I campaigned, I always told people we're not always going to agree, and that's okay. And I've repeated that throughout my time on council. Um, and I feel like sometimes um, those kinds of things are not just accepted as that. Instead, it's like, let's put out some rumors. Let's make this uh, a big mm -hmm. deal. And I'm like, but why? Why do drama. we have to make we it like a big drama. deal? Yeah, it's very dramatic. And, and I just, uh, I feel like I don't have any desire for drama. I just want to make good decisions. And sometimes they're going to be in my favor, sometimes they're not. Right. And that's that's the way it is. And that so, just means I need to fight harder next time. 
my buddy is running for water district and oh. uh paul ortega okay and he wrote to me a couple of months ago and he said i know you can't believe i'm asking you this but i'm calling a few of my people who are in the public eye about whether or not i should run for water district and i said two things one if you run for water district let me make you a comedy commercial because nobody knows what the hell water district does yes. so if you're gonna run for it let's make a funny commercial that starts with water district what the hell is that right mm -hmm. um and number two you have to be prepared for half of the people to hate everything you do Absolutely. like no matter what all day mm -hmm. every day they're gonna post about you they're gonna make lies about you they're going to hate you for you making the best choice you possibly can how are you going to handle that like how there's no other way to imagine there wouldn't be that kind of drama and attacks yeah is nice right yeah it's, no, gonna it's, be it's, it's so true and people do it for silly reasons and some people um you know I, what here's my thing i love it when i get emails or phone calls from people who have really well-reasoned thought out disagreements yeah. because then we can talk yeah. about it but when it gets really petty or ugly or people scolding me because i took a couple of days to respond to an email we're not going to get the i have to i have to really say okay you need to be the bigger person and yeah. respond positively but it's really hard when there's things like that i thought can't we all just have a reasonable discussion <laughs> uh -uh. well you know again, it, it goes it. back to the complete polarization of politics nationally and I think unfortunately that that trickles down here even though there's not the Republican versus Democrat here as much mm -hmm. right you not you're you're seeing more shades of whatever it is in our district but still yeah. those shades then become polarized within that within this group where we really should be able to come to um, conclusions and we should be able to come to decisions that even if you disagree with it to your point earlier even if you disagree with that you understand that it was the best decision made and you move mm -hmm. on rather than yeah. continuing to litigate it because it seems like that's what everyone likes to do is once yeah. a decision is made that litigation continues and social media mm -hmm. of course just makes that worse right exactly but you know overall I have loved 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 doing this it is Good by far the best job I've ever had. I wish that I de could devote all of my time to just doing counsel, I truly do. Um, I walk with people in my neighborhood every morning um, and do exercises with them. And it's been a great way to kind of connect with people in a safe way right now. And I'm hoping to kind of do that on the weekends and other areas of town. And so there's a lot of really just wonderful things about being on council, but there's also really hard things I got, you know, there's been a lot of violence as well in, in District 1 in the northern part of our city, and yeah. there was more of that this morning. Yeah. And so there's there's a really lot of tough things, too, that are happening this year that I, that I didn't expect that we're having to deal with. We're glad that you put yourself on the line for us. We really do appreciate it. Thank and, you. And uh, we're leaning on you, so thanks for being there. Thank you. I think I, I have someone who wanted to say hello. So we have a these are the new adopted kittens yeah. from the shelter, right? Yes. And they, they love to just like jump on the table right when I'm in the middle of something. So wow. <laughs> well, and I just adopted nice. my dog Smidge this month from the shelter uh -huh. too. Smidge <laughs> shelter's the best. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much. Great Thank starters. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent. There's a new issue hot off the press in Phoenix, Arizona, coming to Palm Springs via UPS. 
FedEx, actually, no, US they're Postal still being Service? they're still being printed here. Actually, for the next couple of months, they're they're not well, dead that's yet. Good to know. But anyway, uh, culture during COVID nineteen. We talked a little bit about this last week. You know, just the amazing ways people are adapting to this um, pandemic to keep their businesses going, to keep art going, to keep theater going, to keep movies going, and it's okay. just it's just amazing. And I just have to say that this week has been one of the busiest news weeks I've ever seen. Oh, I know. Um, between the hurricane, which we're just now learning the devastation of, between um, the unprecedented moments in sports yesterday, ah. with the Milwaukee Bucks refusing to take the court for their playoff game, and then yeah. following into MLS and the WNBA, which actually led the way, by the way, yeah, and Major League sure. Baseball, to the FDA changing um, its its recommendations on COVID-19 testing while Dr. Fauci was in surgery having crazy to the conventions to I'm exhausted so <laughs> I'm going you guys and I'm going to go take a nap so I can keep covering the news All right, I Jim, think the whole I'm going to miss the Fauci COVID scratchy sound now that I know it wasn't COVID all this time, it was just a polyp. I feel better. But. Well, thank goodness it wasn't COVID. So yeah. All right. So you can Thanks, get Jimmy. the com website is where you go. And you also want to uh, sign up for the uh, the newsletter that uh, Jimmy yes. updates. Uh, Daily Digest. And vote in the Best of Coachella Valley. We actually have started voting in round one of the Best of Coachella Valley poll. We're already getting a lot of votes in. And, oh, and so go vote. I'll go do that. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Bye, Jimmy. Now we have a fun segment today, um, and we are pleased to... Is that a dog in the background? Yes. That's okay. We always have our animals here in the background, in the foreground. Todd Hughes and David Ebersole, uh, local uh, uh, filmmakers and producers, and uh, you two have put together, and I know this has been a labor of love for a couple of years now, this is the Pierre Carden documentary, and uh, it is going to be opening virtually, uh, I think, this weekend, right? Tomorrow, August the 28th, is the, uh, the first date for that? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow we open. It's so Space Age. It's so Pierre Cardin. We're opening in 30-plus cities in virtual cinemas, which means actually anybody nationwide can get it. They go to any one of those theaters and click on it and can watch it at home. It's crazy. So it actually opens it up like it's bigger than it probably could have ever been in any other platform. Oddly yeah. enough, like if you, if you uh, look at it optimistically, which is... <laughs> which I'm inclined to do. I call the internet the biggest screen in the world. Well, you know, we've sat in these two chairs here and gone around the world doing press over the last two weeks. Yeah, amazing. In Japan, it starts at 5 p.m. and goes till 10 p.m. Oh, gee. And then, you know, it's been great, though. It's like you're in Chicago, and then you're in London, and then you're, yeah, it's very space age. So how much Pierre Cardin merchandise, memorabilia, I mean, you, you, do you guys collect Pierre Cardin? Indeed we do. It's funny, actually, because I was saying, I now have what I call the COVID collection, because I'm sitting at home, you know, <laughs> uh, with internet access, and all I do is, like, search Pierre Cardin, jewelry, da -da -da. <laughs> Like I'm like Todd, get me off the internet. I bought another uh, belt. <laughs> What's your favorite piece so far? What's the favorite piece you found? Well, or, or maybe car. a treasure. The car. Wait, what? We have the 1972 AMC Javelin that oh. Pierre did the package for. He was the first no. designer to partner with a car company to do that. The very first. 
And um, so we're lucky enough to have it. We drive it around Palm Springs. We'll have it at the drive-in um, at the Camelot. It's going to bring little misters and stuff because it's still going to be toasty. Right. Frosty cocktails. And we're going to watch at the Cultural Center at the drive-in night. We keep trying to tell everybody, bring your vintage automobiles. So many people in Palm Springs have vintage cars. Dress retro. Like, let's make it a fun party. When we did the Palm Springs Film Festival at Modernism Week back in January and February, you remember the world back in January and February. Yeah. We're all allowed to go out. Uh, yeah. We have the most fun screenings here in Palm Springs because people really do dress up and have fun. So. And through our javelin, we discovered the gay car club. Gay autos of yesteryear, and we had the whole lot uh, like full of vintage cars for the first drive-in weekend, and they did yeah, a great yeah, photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was so good. Well, we're super excited. Tell us, give us a little something about the film that we might not know that we'll be excited to see. Well, as someone said today, it's a healthy shot of Technicolor. <laughs> and I think that's a really cool thing to say about it because it's a very fun movie. It's going to be, um, you know, the music's awesome. And people think it's going to be a fashion documentary, but fashion is actually just one part of it. It's a much bigger story, and it's a travelogue. It's a musical. It's got everything. Right, design and architecture, because Cardan is one of those people. He embraced everything. You know, the logo ends up, the logo ends up on everything eventually. Uh, so it's very, it's a very fun, wild ride. It's such a great time. I think that now that the technology of film and, and researching and getting archival information, we're just at such a different time that the accessibility of people being able to make a film because it's something that impassions them in such a great way. Don't you feel like you were more able to do this than you would have been able to do? Let me tell you, the French are far ahead of us technologically. Yeah. So, you know, the French Television Institute has their entire library digitized with metadata tags everywhere. Wow. So we had 70 years of Pierre Cardin that we could, with a searchable database that oh spit back clips in French, another problem. <laughs> but, um, you know, it took a long time. And actually, I don't know, there's dance custom framing. Do you know that, Dan? Yeah. So anyway, so his wife is French, and she came over and sat ah. with me, and we went through all that archival, and she would tell me what was happening. And she'd be like, this is good. He's talking about something really interesting here. And she's like, oh, this is boring. They're just, going, they're just yammering on and on. Don't worry about this clip. And so we were able to sort of put things in good and bad bins and, and you know, metadata it all on our side. And then we had assistant editors who had to speak all the different languages. There's five languages in the film, uh, you know, none of which we speak, including English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of our editors, too, would just feel like she just watched something in a foreign language, but when people smiled or did this or that, she'd go, they just look like they're having fun. We'd get them translated. We were like, perfect. Okay, great <laughs> So we will look for the uh, we'll look for the javelin, the Pierre Cardin javelin, which I have seen up close. It's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. That will be at the uh, at the cultural center with the showing outside, socially distanced on the fourth. But we just uh, lost somebody locally who made international impact. Uh, Trini Lopez uh, passed away at the age of eighty three. Eighty three. And yeah. I understand you guys are working on oh. another documentary. We have like in our computer right now. We have the complete edit of. 
the Trini Lopez story because we were close to getting towards finishing. We were going to show it to him on August 1st. We had a date to show it to him. And that's the night he went back to the hospital. He'd been in the hospital for something else, but he went back and got COVID. And died, oh. 10, days and died 10 days later. So he only saw sequences, some of the concert that we filmed at Modernism Week here in Palm Springs uh, with the GAN band. The GAN bands, the, the GANs are producers on the film. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we did this whole great concert with Trini that was that's now turned out to be uh, kind of his last full concert. He has done performances since, but the last time he really took over and did a full audience, mm -hmm. we did two nights in a row and filmed the whole thing with five cameras. It's beautiful. It looks and we got and you did that here? Interviews with him. Pardon? You did that concert here? It, here in it was Modernism Week 2019. We did it. Right. At, what was the venue? At Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Was it Oscars? Lovely. Well, it's great that you have such a local connection that that brings that film right home to us. I know that, you know, sometimes when you're doing a film about a French guy, you still manage to draw it back here. But so. No, and don't forget, Pierre Cardin built the Hyatt. That's that was right. his first and only hotel, the Maxim State Paris Suite Hotel, 1986. In 1991, it became the Hyatt, but it's still. Yeah, it was so that explains all the brass and pink marble it used to be. Oh my lord, that is just, you just put two tragic pieces together in my brain. And that's why we got him a star in front of the Starbucks. He's the only star, which we got during Modernism Week 2020. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. 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 Locally, Tom Dole, who's you know local designer, did all of our posters for Cardan. Yep. So all our beautiful artwork is done by Tom Dole. Super. I have one more question for you. David Ebersol is known as P. David Ebersol. David O. Selznick had an O in the middle of his name, which stood for nothing. What does it <laughs> stand for? Uh, it actually stands for... <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll never know what that stands for. The answer... <laughs> How funny. So they're translating it for you into a seventh language. <laughs> what is hilarious. Peter? Is actually what it stands for. Is Peter. But, um, you know, there's eight million Davids in the world, and I'm sure David O. Selznick did it for the same reason, which is that if you say, I went to see my friend David, you know, which one? But I went to see yeah. Peter, or David O., and everyone knows who. Well, that thank you, it. gentlemen. We'll look forward to uh, continued uh, success with uh, House of Cardin and your worldwide uh, Zoom interviews. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you on the picnic tables. Yay! Yes. Thank yes. you on the picnic tables. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, thank you. See you guys there. I am so excited about the projects those guys have going on. They have some really cool stuff, so that'll be next Friday uh, yeah. at the Cultural Center. Right now, the guy who is the culture vulture with his his thumb on the pulse of everything <laughs> Gay Palm Springs, it's our Gay Desert Guide. Yeah, he's got a pulse. It's Brad Fur, and what is going on this week and weekend in Gay Palm Springs? Well, I want to first wish a happy belated birthday, 36th birthday or anniversary to Desert AIDS Project. Um, last week was their 36th anniversary, and we're following a lot of what's been going on. Nicholas Snow has been doing a fantastic job of covering that with a whole series of videos that we're cross-posting on our Facebook page and also on our YouTube channel. You can find that 
on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com. Shan, you have been a busy woman with all the various fun and games department events. And Indeed. we have got a fun one. There's actually one that you're not really hosting. It's the Broadway Game Night. That's being done in conjunction with our friends at the Men event. And that is tonight, if you are watching or hearing this on Thursday, August 27th, starts this afternoon at 4 p.m. We've got some fun things to do around the area. Now, I just caught this on the website. A number of weeks ago, I went up to see um, Jacqueline and Jeremy Levi Sampson at the drive-in concert experience at the Mont Petit Mojave Ranch. It's up in- Oh, you uh, went up there? Yucca Valley. I did the, for one of the first weeks they did it, and they captured a picture of my Gamemobile, and it is on our, our website and in our newsletter today with the beautiful stage in the whole Joshua Tree area in the background. It was such a fun event to go up there. You sit in your car, and you listen at sunset on a Sunday to this uh, great music. They're actually now doing it Saturday and Sunday. So one of those like hidden gems in the Coachella Valley, and we try to bring those kind of things to you every week. Shan, you've got lots of that's coming up game nights as we were hearing about a little earlier in the broadcast the the bears are going to have their own virtual speed dating events saturday september 5th with our friends at international bear convergence then we do an all ages uh, dating show on the 12th of september and women of all ages lesbian virtual speed dating on saturday september the 26th our friends at Boucher doing the virtual wine tasting. I stopped by and saw them uh, yesterday, and they gave me a little taste of a uh, little vino that they had uh, just gotten in, so that was kind of fun. You can do that on uh, your Zoom on Saturday afternoons through our friends at Boucher. CB Rep's doing some fun events. Outfest is wrapping things up this weekend with virtual events. If you're in the Los Angeles area, there's also uh, a couple of drive-in movies that they're doing in Malibu. The LGBT Center doing a whole series of virtual events. And we'd also like to do a shout out for some restaurants that we're talking about on GayDesertGuide.com. Um, we are doing some reviews and we're doing some looks at what's going to be happening as the street closures happen around Palm Canyon. Uh, restaurants like uh, Trio and uh, many others will have some additional space where they will be able to um, go out into the street area. So we're reading all about that on GayDesertGuide.com. And nobody reads like Mr. Brad Fur. Thank you so much. And we will see you online virtually at the cultural center in the parking lot and doing walkies and in a pool near you sometime soon. Shan, thanks for, uh, for being there for me. I have had a nice time luring you into my water aerobics class while all the people richer than we are are out of town for August. Yes. Right? I've had to drag people into joining me for my water aerobics class so I don't turn into a tubby while everybody else is vacationing. So thanks for being there for me in the water aerobics. Thank you from all of us at I Love Gay Palm Springs. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.